It is already another Wednesday. You know when you go on vacation to Las Vegas, Wednesdays get here a lot fucking faster. Let me go ahead and tell you that right now. Did I have a good time in Vegas? Does a bear shit in the woods? Of course I had a good time in Vegas. I dominated at golf. Uh, not not DFS golf for the first time in my life. I dominated a real golf. Normally it's 180 degrees the other way. But you know what? I said while in Vegas, let's mix it up. Let's let's suck balls at DFS for a week and kill it at real golf. It was a it was a nice change of pace. But this week, I think I'm going to go back to sucking at regular golf, and we'll start uh, hopefully killing some DFS again because I want some more of those fantasy golf world championship tickets. What's up, new guy? I'm the Degenerate75. I am a PGA DFS content creator who is here to help you realize that PGA DFS should be fun, sustainable, and that you can uh, quit stepping on your own dick if you just do a couple things right. That's what we're going to talk about here for the next hour. Try to give you a couple pointers, but here's the most important thing you're going to want to remember. I'm not going to give you a single fucking pick. There's two reasons why. If you need somebody to give you a pick, if give you picks, you're a fucking loser. You're never going to win. And number two, well, I don't want to give picks and be a tout and have people say, but you picked this guy. I didn't pick anybody, okay? I don't give a shit who you play. You play your guys. You go down with your own ship, Titanic-style band with the... What do they have? Violin? Cello? Bass? I don't know. Whatever they had. It was a very sad part of the movie. All right, let's get going. I'm already rambling. If you like the cut of my jib, new guy, come check out the schedule every Monday. Yes, it was Tuesday this week. Shut up. Uh, I do the course preview, right? Because no one's ever thought to do that. Also cover contest selection and pricing thoughts. Of course, right now you're watching the emergency stream where we cover week-long, a.k.a. kicking the nuts. Kicking the nuts is what we're trying to get it called. And then... Friday and Saturday night, I do round three and round four showdown. And if you don't know, showdown is such a bigger edge because people are like, what is weather? Okay. This guy did good yesterday. He can't do good tomorrow. Okay. Okay. Um, so, anyways, come check that out. Good shit. All right. If you don't know, the big guy. This is actually Wells Fargo Sunday. Round four of Wells Fargo last year was the very first time I ever did a show here on YouTube. Now look at me. Still making terrible content, but I got to tell you, the quality is a little bit better. The production values went up, and I was going to do a one-year anniversary thing, but I got back late from Vegas, and I just it, it, there wasn't enough time. So tons of giveaways coming in. I'm just going to lump it in with the PGA Championship. All kinds of shit to be looking for. Uh, probably gonna, I assume they're going to do a $100 millionaire maker. I'll probably give away five or ten of those tickets uh, that you'll build with me, and we'll go chase a couple half million dollars together. How's that sound, brother? And, of course, if you've heard that uh, I uh, uh, do a lot of giveaways, I do. And tonight's giveaway is a very, very special sponsor. Very special sponsor. Uh, it's me. It's called Not a Poor. Okay, so I yes, I give shit away because people really like to build lineups with me. It's a complete free roll for you. And if we hit something big like me and my boy Cody, I'll PayPal you a shit ton of money. I'm good for it. Okay, because I'm not a poor. So there you go. You want me to do that drawing now? Too damn bad. Too bad. Okay. I'm, okay. Maybe I'll do one in a minute. Maybe I'll do one in a minute. But I, I'm gonna make most of you wait. And if you want to be in these chats, all you simply got to do is ask a question over there in the chat with a question mark. That'll get you qualified. If you don't know, the big guy has a problem saying fuck, 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 fuck. Okay. I say it way too much. It makes my mom angry. So I put a dollar in this till every time I say it. And at the end, I will draw to, to play me in the F counter. And last week's wiener, wiener, winner, Jay Marino 13. Well, let's say it. I had, I had won 10 weeks in a row. Teddy, what do you think? Pay that man his money. I agree, Teddy. We got to actually pay the man his money. The streak is over. I finally lost. Jay Marino whooped my ass. And here's the best part. He did it spotting me. Big Tony Finau, who I told you was going to win. Sad thing is, I just picked all the fucking losers to go with him, right? So what are you going to do? Jay, please reach out to me tonight. We will build a lineup together, or I'll PayPal you 20 bucks. Whatever you prefer, we'll do it. You just hit me up after the stream, you mother father. Let's get going without further ado. We're already four minutes in. You know what? Real quick, editor over here in the chat, drop me a, drop me a winner while I ask the first question of the night. Hey, new guy, have you made your lineup yet? 
You have, haven't you? You have. I put it out in the tweet, and you got a little nervous, and you're like, oh, shit, I've already started to make it. And you tried to stop, but it was too late. You had already done it. I'm going to let this one slide, new guy. But before you ever make your lineups, you got to watch this stream. It is the final word in PGA DFS. Matter of fact, maybe I should get, make that like the subtitle for this, and it should be the final word in PGA DFS, a.k.a. kicking the nuts because most people are going to lose. All right, here we go. We got contest selection this week uh, over at DraftKings. I'm actually going to talk about another website tonight, too, uh, uh, when it comes to contest selection because they got a little contest I kind of like, dude. All right, they got a millionaire maker up this week, which is kind of crazy. I'm, I'm really proud of FanDuel for trying to pump this week up, but the, the interest just doesn't seem to be there this week like I, I figured it would be. I think people are just holding out for the PGA Championship. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I'm surprised. But, uh, you know, there is a chance. I, I don't think DraftKings is freaking out yet because I still haven't got that email being like, man, if, we'll give you $200 for every lineup you toss in this. Just please don't let it overlay. I haven't got that yet. So I guess they're not nervous that it's going to overlay. But I got to tell you, there's not a, I, I, I can't imagine there's 260 people just sitting out there wanting to throw uh, a lineup into a 22-22 where over half of the money goes to first. I just can't imagine those people are out there. Uh, the big $20 this week is about to fill. If you're not in the $20 and you want to play in the lotto this week, you better hurry the hell up, Bob, because that shit's going to be full, I would guess, by my math, in probably the next 90 to uh, 120 minutes. That's two hours for all of you that are mathematically challenged. The $5 will be full before this is over. So the $5, which has kind of become everybody's favorite contest, it is going to fill soon. You better go get your ass over there and reserve them now. I didn't say don't go reserve your lineups. I said just don't make your lineups. I got like 285 lineups on reserve right now. You can do it too, Bob. All right, from there, I mean, the signal entries this week, they kind of suck. I hate when they do a quarter to first. I say this all the time. I love when all my single entries are a max of 20% to first, so I'm not happy with any of the $200 single entries this week. The $100 single entry is okay, but, you know, $7,500 up tops, like, yeah, okay, okay, whatever. Uh, well, I should probably just click on uh, uh, this round. Uh, but I, you know what? Instead of going over the same spiel I go over every week, play in your single entries, play in your three maxes, okay? But look, everybody always, if, I want you to sort by total prizes, and then I want you to just scroll your ass right on down here to the bottom. And before I forget to say this, if you're playing for those Fantasy Golf World Championship tickets, you got to reserve that shit by Tuesday. Those things are filling fast. I didn't even get in the 125 this week because then I woke up this morning uh, to, to reserve it. It was already gone. So, like, if you want to be playing, they have now they have a $5, a $27, a $33, a $307, a $1. 125, what a 2020 and a 3980 or something are the different values that they have for it. If you want those, you better just reserve that shit Tuesday because people be gobbling up those spots. So that's a little heads up. But what I want you to do is I want you to go scroll down here and I want you to think about playing DFS and quit thinking that you're going to like pay off your mortgage this, uh, 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 this week. Okay. This $3 3 max right here, if you play $10 or $20 a week, these are the contests you should be in, right? How often have you said this? Ooh, I got 25% of my lineups this week or six of six. I'm going to have a great sweat. And you don't even realize you don't even fucking have a sweat coming, right? There's no sweat coming for you because even if you're playing in the big $20, right, and, and, and half your lineups make it through, well, uh, let's say it's a low week and only 10% six of six that week. That means you still got to go beat something like 5,000 people who also have six of sixes, right? So all you did was go from a really big GBP to like a kind of big GBP. So like when you're playing in those big, huge lotteries, you don't even realize how insignificant a six of six is. Whereas when you play in this $3, three max, when there's only 4,700 people and you get all three of them through and it's a 10% rate, now you're only playing like 400 some odd people, right? That's like a real chance to win. So quit always thinking that you got to play in these big, massive fields and just realize that if you turn 20 bucks into a thousand, your ass is going to be dancing naked in 
the street, you'll be so excited, right? It won't even be about the money. It'll be about winning, and the money will just be the nice bonus on top. This $5 single entry, right? Like We're only talking 2,300 people. If, we, if we're talking a, a 6 of 6 rate of 10%, uh, you only got to be 230 people over the weekend, assuming you're one of those 6 of 6s. When you play in these smaller contests, 6 of 6 actually means something, right? It really means you have a chance. So often when people tell me they're 6 of 6 rates, but they're playing in something with 175,000 people in it, I just snicker. I'm like, you don't even know that you basically just started a whole nother GPP this weekend, not to mention you've already spotted a lot of those guys probably you know 50 points unless you're already in the top 10 right so like you got to quit getting so excited about six of sixes if you're not playing in the right contest quit always chasing this dream of ooh, i'm gonna win all this money i'm gonna win a hundred thousand dollars because go ahead let me, I, I hate to be this guy you're not gonna fucking do it all right so quit chasing them and playing reasonable tournaments where when you hit a good lineup you can still win a good amount of money right because to win those big lotteries you gotta hit the stone cold nuts and there is a very good chance that you could build ten thousand lineups over the next several years and you would never even come close to sniffing hitting the nuts just know that it's a mathematical certainty all right but if you want to know the best contest you should play in of course it's mine right here completely free just go hop in it's in the description of this uh of this um what are we on stream and you can uh, be in there no strings attached you just get to play no email no nothing you just get to win uh first place wins a ticket with me and a free week on my website and second place gets a free uh, week on my website here's our winners from last week bryant's uh oh man i put up the round four i'm such an idiot did I put up the wrong? I'm such a moron. All right. Sorry. I don't have the winners with me. Uh, I, I guess I clicked on the wrong thing like a dipshit. So those winners from last week, please reach out to me. I'll give you a proper shout out, I guess, on Showdown Hoedown. You know, this is why we proofread shit, all right? So go get in that contest. Also, go check out Underdog, man. If you've never seen, they have this little thing every uh, uh, Wednesday. Well, they have it all week, but you just go draft six players, right? And you get over there, and it's like, it's the same thing. You're, it's the same scoring. You want birdies. You want guys to do well at the tournament, right? But instead of it being on a salary, it's all draft style. So if you want to play that contrarian lifestyle, it is so easy to go over there and build lineups that nobody else is building because everybody just looks at ADP over there and just drafts the same fucking ass clowns in the same fucking order every fucking time. And it's really, really stupid. So what I encourage you to do is go over there and check it out and don't just go off ADP. Have some guys in the last round that you can grab that are a little bit different. And it's a really fun tournament, $2,000 up top. Oh, and make sure to use my code DEGENERATE75 and it will get you a, what, 100% uh, matched bonus, uh, bonus on up to your first $100, right? And if you do that, I give you a free week on my website, which that's worth the price of admission. All right, new guy. Second question, redemption time. What's the first thing we always check at PGA DFS? Okay, I'll give it to you. Yeah, it's it's the weather. That's right. Okay, I know. You, I don't know what the hell rain means, but all right, weather. Okay, good enough. Okay, uh, we, it's getting a little more complicated, right? It looked like all week I've been hearing people say there ain't gonna be nothing, and up until today, I kind of agreed with that assessment. Oh, ain't no weather this week. Let's not even factor it in. But I think that that is uh not quite the case anymore. I think there is a little bit of weather to be played here and to consider. The first thing we're gonna check is Thursday because obviously Thursday we're going to have the most accurate, reliable projections, and it'll give us an idea what we're going to do. If you look at this, it does appear as though some nice little gusts, nothing too bad, eight miles sustained uh, up to 15, 16 mile an hour gusts are going to show up in the afternoon, right? But it is only going to be 70 degrees tomorrow, so I, I doubt the course gets too baked out. You still will probably have chewed up greens from assholes walking on them all day, right? Patrick Cantley sitting there shuffling his feet 58 times. That leaves a lot of indentions on the greens, I've heard. Uh, but the morning is going to be absolutely perfect as far as wind. The only thing that concerns me about tomorrow morning is it's going to be balls cold. When the first group goes out at 650, it's going to be like a cool 43 degrees, and I mean cool 43 degrees at that time. So, you know, I, I usually the, the – 
cold can affect scoring, right? Cold and rain and wind all affect scoring. So really, the perfect time to go out tomorrow would be around 9 o'clock. I think that's going to be about the nuts conditions, okay? But how does that affect us and our strategy for week long? Well, that would kind of depend on what Friday looks like. And let's go check out Friday. I'm going to switch towers because I know which one's better from 24 to 48. And I'm filthy fucking rich and can afford the $18 a year for a windy.com subscription. As you can see, uh, for uh, Friday, well, early they were showing. It looks like it's going to be a little gustier in the morning. 16, 17, 13, 14. Not a lot of wind, but it's going to be cool. 50s. It's going to be in the 50s all the way till 10 o'clock. And you're going to have some winds. So. Uh, what am I thinking? Well, I'm seeing a chance at some gusts when I look at the 24-hour, and I'm seeing some chance uh, Thursday afternoon, and then I'm seeing a chance at some gusts uh, Friday morning, right? Whereas Friday afternoon looks beautiful. No gusts, sustained 5-mile-an-hour winds, that same 70, you know, low 70s temperature. I think it's going to be pretty ripe for scoring. Am I telling you there's a huge weather edge this week? Not a chance, Bob. Not a chance, right? Am I going to weather stack? Not at all. But here's what I am going to do. As of right now, and of course, I will wait because I am the sweatiest of sweaty tryhards when it comes to weather, right? I'll just be up being like, oh, the weather. I need to check multiple projections uh, at like 10 o'clock. Okay. It's a weird thing I do. And if I see that these, uh, 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 these projections are being confirmed, then I would, especially when it comes to my scrubs or my guys that I'm pretty indifferent from, I would have a slight lean towards AM PM guys. Right. And to be even more specific, I would really like AM guys who go off late on Thursday, right? Because if they go off late on Thursday, that means they'll go out even earlier on uh, uh, Friday for the afternoon wave and will be on slightly, you know, better conditions for a little bit, right? So that would be my slight lean, right? The later they can go out for the AM, the better. Now, Please hear me on this, and I will die on this hill. When it comes to studs, it don't fucking matter, Bob. It don't matter, okay? If you're uh, if you're like, well, I wanted to play Xander, but now that he's on the wrong wave, I can't play him. Bro, that shit don't matter. I'm telling you, it might be a half a stroke, maybe a full stroke at most difference. And I'm telling you with the studs, it just doesn't matter. Now, if you're between two $6,800 scrubs and you can't decide who to fill out your lineup with, you're not in love with either of them, that is when you do it, okay? I can tell you right now, my player pool will consist of players of both PM and AM and uh, PM. AM and AM PM, right? I will have both. I will probably have more AM PM just simply because I'm going to break all my ties with that. But I'm not going to be like, I have to play all weather waves, this guy. I'm just going to use it to uh, whittle down my player pool. I'm going to probably end up with like 40 players in my player pool, and that is far too many. And I'll just start axing guys uh, using that and, uh, you know, factoring in things like, are they a fucking loser? You know, for some reason, if Patrick Rogers found his way into my player pool. So that's what I'll be doing for weather. But of course, all of this is dependent on what I see tonight when this updates because it updates nine o'clock lore time zone. Hey, speaking of which, I still got to make 300 lineups tonight, not to mention all the winners of these contests, which I totally skipped over the winner over here earlier. Who won earlier? I didn't even see. Who did the editor pick? Oh, Billy Billy or Bill Billy. What a name, Bill Billy. There you go. You're our first winner. Totally forgot that, man. My bad. How am I going to make all these lineups tonight? How am I going to continue to win all these all these GPPs and getting all these top tens and having all these nuts lineups up there? Simple. I'm going to use the solver, which takes my player pool, makes the best version of it, uses my projections, uses my ownership, and produces the best versions of my player pool. I get them in the right contest, and boom, the magic happens. Does it always work? No. But do I win a lot more than I ever have? Yes. Okay? Because an optimizer doesn't think like me. It thinks, ooh, this line, I, I'm like, oh, I can't play those two together. That's too nasty. But then they, it, it just puts them together. And I'm like, ooh, I like that. I like that. And so uh, that's what it does. If you're interested in it, you want my projections, you want my ownership, or you just want the best optimizer out there, simply go use my landing page right there. You see that little showdown hoedown symbol? Use that. That will get you access to all of it. Are you thinking, man, I can't afford $100 a month? Well, don't worry, bro. 25 bucks a month for an optimizer. Laughable. If you're making more than 20 lineups per slate, 
hell, per week, do yourself a favor and go check it out. I promise you, you won't regret it. All right, let's get to ownership. If you don't know, the big guys are real sweaty, try hard. Weather and ownership, that's my thing. And, uh, you know, we've been, I've been fighting this battle for years now. Everybody's like, the truck always gets there. Well, first of all, the truck actually did get there last week, right? The Mexico Open was probably the biggest chalk killing it week I can remember in the longest time like I've been looking like why have I been running so good for the last three months and it, 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 the answer is pretty simple the chalk just keeps fucking off and when the chalk fucks off I tend to do very well right but last week it got there all of it got there right Rom got there Finau got there uh Jaeger got there Vince Norman got there they all got there right uh, uh, uh even uh even Tolstoy wrote war and peace he got there incredible um so uh, last week, even though I had, I literally picked the winner. I still had a terrible week because I, the Finau was about the only chalk I played. And, uh, when all the chalk gets there and you play none, let me just go ahead and tell you the end of this story. You go lose your ass. Okay. But we are tracking it to see how it's doing. Wyndham Clark was our high-end chalk last week, coming in at 24%. You could have played Hogard, who just barely underscored him, or played Pendrith, who did outscore him. So that was one and one for it. Uh, our second chalk was Steven Yeager, who, by the way, after round one, everybody just patting themselves on the back. I'm so smart. I played 17% on, or no, 18% on Steven Yeager. Look how smart I am. How'd that work out for you, pal? Quit patting your back after one round, you donkey dicks. Uh, as you can see, you could have played Brandon Wu, who just boat raced him by like a cool 40 points. Uh, or you could have played Mark Hubbard, who also outscored him. So way to pat yourself on the back after Thursday. And lastly, Vince Norman, the Viking, the one man I said I wasn't going to play at 12%. Don't regret it. You played him, but instead I played Cameron Champ and EVR, okay? And uh, uh, Cameron Champ uh, killed him, and EVR was on pace with him. So overall, it was a 3-3 three and three week. And if you want to know how it's looking for the year, you can see it. Uh, it is almost, I mean, almost 50-50 now. Almost 50-50. It is 49.3 to what would that be? 50.7. That is our official, and that is through 24 weeks of tracking this, right? So even when the chalk gets there, it's still, you could have just played pivots and been better, okay? And don't even get me started on War and Peace Tolstoy, okay? Um, yes, I know his name's probably Toasty or Tusty or to Testies. I don't know, but I'm just going to call him Tolstoy because I want to, and the last time I checked, it's my fucking show. All right, let's get to the 10 highest owned guys this week, okay? If you don't know, outside of weather, ownership impacts success in PGA DFS more than anything, okay? It doesn't mean that you don't play guys simply because they're high owned. It just means when you play them, you need to be aware of what you're doing with your lineups. I played a disgusting ass Tony Finau last week at 30% ownership because I knew his dumb ass was going to win. And so what I do is I'm like, all right, well, I'll play this donkey dick Tony Finau ownership because he's going to win and you have to have the winner almost 99.9% .9 of the time to win GPPs. The key is every time I put him in a lineup, I would make sure to have at least two big pivots in there with him to make my lineup significantly different than everybody else's. Sadly, it was a week where I did not nail everybody down there because all the chuck got there. So pivots weren't so great for me. At least my pivots weren't so great. So let's talk about this week. Let's categorize these guys. If you don't know, we've got three major types of chalk, right? We've got donkey chalk, which means if you play it, you're a true donkey dick uh, and you need to be aware of what you're doing. We got air chalk, which is like kind of gross, but like I get it. It's not so far out of line that it's unreasonable. And then there's just okay chalk. Like I don't even really call it chalk, but if you want to use that term because you don't know how to use it, then fine. We'll call it okay chalk, okay? So that's our three kinds of chalk. Let's go through. Cam Young coming in at a smooth 27.8%. I would bet good money him or Victor Alvin. Uh, uh, him and Victor Hovland will be number one and two in ownership. I don't really even think that's a very uh, 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 debatable uh, uh, premise at this point, right? So Cam Young coming in at a cool 28%, basically. He's 8,700. He's playing great. He bombs it off the tee. Uh, he's trending in the right direction. He's due for a win. 
everything about him is great, right? That don't matter, Bob. When you're 28% and there's guys right around you that are literally one-third, you, sir, are the definition of the man's donkey chalk, and we don't play donkey chalk. We don't do it except when we do. Except when we do. Look at me. Hey, new guy. Except when we do. Okay? Uh, Let's see. From there, Victor Hovland coming in at a smooth Uh, 25.2%. All right. Well, if you don't see this one coming, Victor Hovland at 25% is probably a little underpriced. He should probably be 9,700. Much like Cam Young probably should have been about 9,200. And when you underprice good players who are ball strikers, and of course, where the only narrative is you have to be a good ball striker, well, then you know what's going to happen. And everybody's going to go to him, right? And Victor Hovland, uh, let me just go ahead and tell you, he'll be minus four through the first seven holes tomorrow. And all of you guys will be patting yourself on the back, just like you did with Jaeger last week. And then you'll remember one thing that it's fucking. Victor Hovland, and he's going to not finish. He can't put four rounds together. So, enjoy that. But in the meantime, the man's donkey chalk, and we don't play donkey chalk. We don't chalk. do it. We don't do it. Except when, except when we do. Except when down. All right. Uh, Justin Thomas. Justin Thomas is a gross mispricing. Should be about 9,600. He's 8,900. He's not even playing that great, but people are smart enough to know that long-term talent you just buy on Justin Thomas. But when he's 22% and you have guys directly next to him coming in at one-half that ownership, uh, he is, by definition. Even though, and th- this is DraftKings doing this by mispricing him, but he's leaving. they're leaving me no option. Justin Thomas? The man's donkey chalk, and we don't play donkey chalk. He is donkey chalk, and no, we don't play him. We don't play him, except when we do. Now, this one surprised me. I really thought Rory McIlroy was going to be the highest-owned player this week due to uh, the fact that, A, people love fucking losers, and, B, uh, that he has an incredible course history here. Uh, and, you know, he, like, came back from a break from, like, a little mental fatigue, and he's, like, back now and stuff. Okay, whatever, whatever. But, honestly, I think when people started building their lineups and they started seeing what the optimizer spits out, you have to realize that more and more of this PGA uh, DFS industry is relying more and more on projections and optimizers. And when you do that, it is not going to put an $11,100 Rory in a lineup. It's going to start with Young, Hovland, and Thomas. And so when that is how lineups are being generated, then you got to know that Rory McIlroy, who I thought would be pushing 30% might actually eke under 20%. And it is with great surprise I am saying this. I believe Rory McIlroy were only going to classify as chuck, eh. eh, right? Like, okay. I mean, like that's the part of the ownership is just he's the highest owned price guy. Anytime the highest uh, owned guy is under, you know, 22, 23%, it's hard to ever call that donkey chalk because they just naturally get clicked on because they're the most expensive. But he's really not out of line when you compare him to the other guys up there, specifically Cantley, right? Speaking of old dickhead Cantley, right here, coming in at a smooth 20%. Also a guy that I think is a victim of the optimizer uh, revolution going on in our little uh, community here. Uh, People started building lineups, and the optimizer doesn't want to throw in $10,500 Patrick Cantley. It wants to throw in all these really, really juicy, nice plays in the 8 and 9,000s. And when it does that, Cantley, a guy that I was for sure would be 25% this week, is just not going to get there. So so my model says. And so because of that, I think he also amazingly enough eh. I think he's just eh, chalk. he's just eh, I don't love it I don't love it but that's not that bad if you want to play Cantley you want to play Rory I think you go ahead and you play him just do me this one favor new guy just play him at 2x right if you're going to play Rory uh, uh, just get him in 41% of your uh, lineups and I think that now you have leverage on him and you're justified to play him you want to play uh, Patrick Cantley uh, go ahead just get him in 40% of your lineups I think that's the rule that's if it's okay to play chalk just make sure you still have leverage on him in case they do well right plus those guys both have incredible win equity I think they're one and two in my win equity model 
model this week. Sung JM, another one that uh, I, I think is just a victim of there just being so many good values in the upper eights and lower nines that his ownership, who I thought would be out of control, is, you know, it's not low, but it's not ridiculous. So I think Sung J kind of just falls in the same camp. He's just, eh. he's just ad chalk. He's just ad chalk, right? And I think, I think on that same uh, note, we can just go ahead and put Terrell Hatton in there. These are all guys that perform well at long, hard courses and who are all underpriced. But because there's other guys who are more, more uh, grossly uh, mispriced than them, he's just ad chalk. Eh. He's just ad chalk. And something I want to point out right now is uh, th this is the weirdest week of ownership I've ever seen. There was not – once you get below – who's the last one? Maybe Gary Woodland is the last one that's really gross. Once you get past him, it is like straight flat ownership down there. So if you got hot takes from $7,500 and below, you're going to have a great week because you don't have to get off anybody. You play whoever the hell you want. And really, I mean this very sincerely, not a single person is really out of line down there for what they should be ownership-wise. So if you got your hot takes at $7,200, 7300 6800 just go play those guys and don't even worry about the ownership because ownership is so so flat this week i think it's because outside of a couple guys up top DraftKings did a pretty good job pricing i think it's also because it is such a deep field there's a lot of really good players that are uh down in the 7ks and it kind of wa it waters down uh, uh 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 popular players who are are too good to be there uh there i think it's a confluence of reasons but for whatever reason this is the most flat ownership week i can ever remember when you got a guy like Tony Finau at 10200 yes, he is probably going to be the eighth highest owned guy, but that is largely just due because of where he's priced. Uh, he is coming off of a win. I think you, if you want to play Tony, you feel pretty mm -hmm. good about it, and you just call that mm -hmm junk, all right? Because it is not that big of a deal to eat 16% for, what is he, the fourth uh, highest priced guy in this field? Uh, Jason, you know, Jason Day, he's kind of right there. I, you know, it's just Jason Day, so I'm never going to call him okay, Chalk. So we'll just give him a eh. Chalk. And I think Spieth's a lot like Tony. I think if you want to play Spieth this week at 15%, you should be very excited because I thought he would be another one of those guys that would be around 20, 22%. And the ownership just isn't coming in this week where I thought. So if you even want to call 15.1% Chalk, you go mm -hmm. right on ahead. But I'm going to go mm -hmm, Chalk, all right? <sighs> But then we get down to these two guys. Anytime you see your honorable mention, always be aware. And when I saw Keith Mitchell and Gary Woodland, I was like, those two. I think I said it on my Monday show, which I did on Tuesday. I said, Keith Mitchell is going to be chalk. And he is. And matter of fact, I think he is going to be the guy that gets steamed up tonight because people are going to realize, oh, my optimizer likes Keith Mitchell because he wears a visor. Okay, whatever. Um, but I'm just telling you, Gary Woodland and Keith Mitchell are both significantly higher than guys right around him. I think players that are actually better than both of these guys are coming in at half the ownership. You go play those two i'll do some other people but in the meantime these two guys the man's donkey chalk and we don't play donkey the chalk. men are donkey chalk and we don't play donkey chalk all right which brings me to something i have been meaning to hit on for a long time i get asked this question more than any other question in pga dfs i you'll hear me say the term good chalk versus bad chalk and people are like what the hell's that mean man what the hell's a good chalk and what the hell's a bad chalk well just so you know i think that to say that all chalk is bad is just as stupid as saying chalk doesn't matter, right? But if you've ever said either one of those uh, uh, statements, you're a fucking moron, okay? Because there, there is some nuance to it. There has to be a gray area in this. And you have to understand the difference between good chalk and bad chalk. And I'm going to try to, in under three minutes, explain to you what I categorize as good chalk and what I categorize as bad chalk. I think that the biggest thing you can do 
is when considering it is you have to look at the salary range in which they fall. We have been tracking this, like empirically been tracking it with the pivot tracker, and high-end chalk gets there far more than low-end chalk. So if you're ever going to eat a chalky player right off the bat, you should always be more willing to eat a more expensive player's chalk than a lower player's chalk. And the reason for that is simple. Those high-end chalky players have so much more win equity, right? Like this week, if you're if you're reluctant to go eat, um, you know, uh, 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 let's just say, uh, we'll just use Tony Finau from last week, right? You don't want to eat 30% Tony Finau chalk, but you were okay eating uh, uh, 12% Vince Norman chalk. Well, the reason that that is stupid is because Tony Finau had such an incredible win equity that if he goes and wins the tournament and you don't play him, literally every one of your lineups has zero chance of even having a good GPP finish, right? So, what I would always tell you is anytime you get to the 8Ks and there is and you're playing a guy that is significantly higher uh, uh, owned than everybody else around him, that is by definition always going to be bad shock, okay? The other thing is, is uh, when, and, and when you're playing those top guys, I think that there is a path to where you need to say, okay, Tony Finau is 30% owned. At some point, there has to be a point of diminishing returns, right? John Rahm was 50% last week, and I only had him in about 40% to be in the optimal. So to me, he was by definition bad chalk because he was more likely than not not to finish in it, and I knew that he was going to come in at 50%. So what did I do? I just played underweight on him and played him at the optimal rate and decided I would get different elsewhere. However, Tony Finau was 30% owned, but he was showing up in my optimals 38% of the time. And so because of that, he was by definition good chalk he is showing up in the optimals more than he is going to be owned so i'm going to go own him at that rate or a little bit higher because i also you know like i just knew that tony was going to win you just get those feelings sometimes right so that is why he was good chalk in my opinion and why rom was bad chalk Another example is Tolstoy last week, right? Did you play 13% on Tolstoy, all right? And you're like, look at me, man. What did he finish, like seventh or some stupid shit like that? And everybody's like, look how smart I am. Well, let me just give you a couple points of this. First of all, he wasn't even in the optimal, right? He As good as he did, he still didn't even finish in the optimal lineup. So he certainly was not necessary to win a GBP. And the second point I would say is know this. 90% of people who played Tolstoy last week Okay, that 13% on Tolstoy, 90% of them still lost for the week, okay? So if you're one of the people that played him, ask yourself, how much did you win last week? You didn't win anything. You played the donkey dick chalk. It pretty much got there, and you still didn't win. So, like, let me make the point for you that, like, that is always bad chalk to play a guy like that at that ridiculous ownership just because some tout or podcast guy said to. It's so stupid. That is the definition of bad chalk. Okay. And believe it or not, I wanted to show you some examples from this week of some bad chalk, but really, the really gross chalk this week doesn't exist. To me, the grossest chalk this week is probably something like Gary Woodland or maybe Victor Hovland, but that's just because I think Victor Hovland sucks. Okay, So, uh, let's see here. That's that's good chalk versus bad chalk. Could I go on for this forever? Yes, but it's an hour-long show, and it's built for it's built for the kids. That's why I never cuss, all right? So that's good chalk versus bad chalk. Once you start to understand that, if you ever saw my player pool, you'd be like, but, but, but you can't play that guy. He chalky, and you're the guy that don't play no chalk. No, I do play chalk. I definitely play chalk. Look at the one guy I'm playing the last two weeks in a row. Tony Finau, and the week before that was Nick Taylor and Adam Hadwin. Finau was the second highest owned. Taylor and Hadwin were the second highest owned in those fields. I'm not afraid to play it. I just get committed to it. I think about what I am doing when I play that chalk. And what I do is if they have a high win equity or they're showing up my optimals more than they're going to be owned, I don't give a shit what it's going to be. I'll just go get leverage on them and not really give a shit. And I'll make my, I'll be different elsewhere. I'll go use my sleepers. I'll go use my pivots. If you just think you can make your entire life out of avoiding chalk, there's going to maybe be one or two weeks a year where all the chalk implodes, right? And then even then you still have to have all the right pivots, right? So something to consider 
Uh, that that's good jog versus bad jog. Let's go look at my model. If you don't know, the model is life. It is the answer to all the problems in the universe. I really valued off the tee at long courses. I don't care how you play off the tee at club down courses. I want to know how you do it. Long courses, uh, proximity over 200 yards. I want to know who scores well in those long par fours on difficult scoring conditions. Uh, because you know, I want to look at the harder courses. I don't care if you score on 450 to 500 at the fucking John Deere. Okay. Difficult at average long, uh, courses, right? Who plays that when the, when you're at a long course and it's scoring difficult to average, which I think this course will play. I think the winning score will probably be minus nine to minus 12. I want to know who does well at that. Who's just in general been on fire with their approach recently who's good at bermuda who's good at that other bucket of 175 to 200 on proximity who's good at fast greens because these greens going to be fast and lastly three putt avoidance because we got some big green complexes around here and they're fast and that's a good combination for a three putt and unless you're playing with my friends i went to vegas with that's going to lead to some four putts Alrighty, uh let's see you'll never believe this case hey mom look the top four guys are the top four in my model. It's incredible. How do I always make these models where the best players are at the top? It's incredible. I truly have a gift. I'm changing the world of model making one model at a time. All right. Let's see here. Rory McIlroy. Um, you know, I think his stats are a little bit hurt because you got to remember two of the last time, two of the last three times we saw him, he's kind of played like an asshole, right? So, you know, like it's not like Rory's coming in on fire. He's, I think he might've been a little fatigued. Uh, he is back to his old, what, spider putter or something like that? Him and uh, uh, Morikawa are the ones with putter updates. I always love a putter update. You know why? Because I've told you the year of 2023 is the year of me believing in strokes gain psychology. And if that's what it takes to get Rory to believe that he doesn't suck anymore, well, then maybe that's what it takes. Uh, Xander Schauffele, number one in the model. Incredible to me that he is coming in at such low ownership. Uh, Xander, he's just getting squeezed. He's too uh, he's too expensive, first of all. He should be like 10300 And then he's sandwiched between Cantlay and Rory, one guy who has incredible course history, one guy who is coming in uh, 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 with really good form. So he's just going to get squeezed. Uh, and then Tony Finau, I mean, I, look, I, I've never understood why people don't want to play winners coming off of a win. I get it when it's a scrub like Adam Shank, okay? Has Adam Shank ever won? Uh, just a scrub like that. That's an example, right? If Ryan Armour won a tournament, not a chance in hell would I play him the next week. But Tony Finau ain't that guy. Matter of fact, I think the last time he won, he turned around and won again right after that, right? Wasn't that the something and then the 3M, right? I, I watched it on Netflix. So I, I'm not afraid to go back to Tony Finau. Actually, if, if he's going to be lower owned, I'm actually kind of excited about it, right? All right. Plus, you know what? Maybe, maybe he celebrated last week. Kid, kid, ninety-five is on the way. Maybe, maybe. Uh, Morikawa overpriced. No one wants to play him. I'm just telling you, the guy, his tee to green game has not been that bad. He's just bad on and around the greens. But now he's going back to what the claw or something, some the whatever putting grip, and maybe that'll fix it. You know what? These guys, they're incredible talents, but they are all about mental midgets, right? They're all the height of of Brian Harmon when it comes to their mental aptitude, and uh, the littlest things can get their minds right and can get them playing. If that's what it takes, give it to me. Jordan Spieth, you know my rule on Spieth. I always play him when nobody plays him, and I never play him when everybody plays him, and he's right in the middle this week, so I don't know what the hell to do. I'll have to think about that one tonight. No one wants to play Max Homa at a long, hard course, LOL. Uh, Matthew Fitzpatrick really got his price bumped up, but Matthew Fitzpatrick's been playing great, and no one's going to play him, even though he is notoriously good at long, hard courses. Look at that, 16th at long, difficult courses. Victor Hovland is the donkey dick chalk of the week. You have fun with that. Uh, Sung Jay is right there by him, and I think he will be at a super discounted ownership. I think Jason Day might get squeezed a little bit, seeing he is between Thomas, M, and Hovland, who will all be popular. 
uh, 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 Ricky Fowler, everybody's favorite dude for the last several weeks, who's been honestly probably playing as well as anybody in this field, at least top three. And he is going to be the lowest owned guy above 8,500, I believe. So that is incredible. If you're a Ricky Fowler truther, you got to be pumped to go play him, right? The fact that he's overpriced should excite you because you're going to get him a discounted ownership. That's why it should excite you. From there, uh, Sam Burns, Terrell Hatton are going to be very uh, popular. Both of these guys are getting a lot. No one's playing Tom Kim. No one's playing Tigala. No one's playing Lowry. No one's playing Harmon. No one's playing Kucher. So this is just a tremendous pivot range right down here, right? This low, K, this low 8K range is a way to really get different, right? Some people will play Fleetwood. Some will play Connors. Uh, but I think Mitchell and Woodland really soak up, and Keegan to a lesser extent, I think they really soak up the ownership in this range, right? So if you're like a, 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 a Siwoo Kim truther, Taylor Montgomery truther, something like that, I think that they uh, uh, become very, very valuable pivots. This low 7K range, to me, is where I really want to make my hay this week. I just can't decide on any of these mother fathers, right? Like, I, there's, like, a whole bunch of them that I'm like, okay, I kind of see that, but, like, I'm not married to any of them. But I know that the way I want to build my lineups this week, my roster construction is going to involve me getting down here quite often. So because of that, uh, I, I, I'm going to have to do a little bit of research, and I'm going to have to dive in there and be like, okay, well, I guess Harris English does, like, rope hats, and I'm wearing a rope hat, so I guess that's good enough. All right. When you get down to the 7Ks, uh, you know, Taylor Pendrith had a long, hard course. You know, the, 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 he showed a little bit of life finally last week. You know, it wasn't 2022 for him, but he did show some life. Luke List seems like he's designed for this course. I can still remember him at the PGA Championship. Uh, what was that? Two, I looked this up earlier. 2020 or something. And he played great there, right? And uh, the, every time since then, I've just always believed. Luke List, long, hard courses. Same thing with Steph Straka. If it's a long, hard course, you give me Straka, you give me Matt Wallace, you give me Luke List. Uh, 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 Eric Cole, I think, is a future star. I'm buying high on him. I don't care what the stats say. This Harry Hall guy is an absolute killer on Bermuda, on fast greens, and at three-putt avoidance. And his trend, he his his results have been trending in the right direction. I will tell you, he does it almost all uh, with short game. But you know what? That's the same. As long as the ball gets in the cup, that's all that really matters, Bob. From there, uh, don't forget, Smotherman really started out uh, well last week and kind of uh, uh, faltered, but he did that mainly with a short game. If he's going to continue to ball strike like that at a course where you need to ball strike, at a course where there's a lot of 200-yard-plus approaches that he excels at, I think you got to consider him. And then I think we got to ask ourselves this question. Is this Pearson Cootie guy a real thing? Because if Pearson Cootie is a real thing, do you want to be late to the party or do you want to be early to the party? And, uh, you know, I can already visualize seeing him two different times this year playing really well at difficult courses. And I thought he would be one of those John Deere guys who can just go out there and shoot the minus 25. But weirdly enough, what I've seen from this guy early in his career is he seems to be a guy that really scores well at uh, uh, more difficult courses, right? He's more of a grinder than he is a birdie fest guy. From there, you know, whoever you want to play, all right? That's all you get. You want to see my sleepers? Come check out the Rosetta Stone, you donkey. Which brings us to who are the two guys that we are uh, 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 are the one guy that I am definitely not playing this week. Well, the one guy I'm definitely not playing this week is a guy who is coming in at very high ownership. I was happy to fade him at 15%. You give him 25%, I'm going to fade him. I think I would rather do 500 push-ups than play this guy at 25% on ownership. And let me just go ahead and tell you a little secret. I don't want to fucking do 25 or. 500 push-ups, whatever I said. So, the one guy I am definitely not playing this week, we have no choice. Victor Hovland, not a chance. Not a chance of playing Victor! Get out of here. But the one guy I am playing brings me to a very important point. Good chalk versus bad chalk. 
I, every week, basically know who my one guy I'm going to play by Monday is. Three weeks ago, it was Matthew Fitzpatrick. I said, Matthew Fitzpatrick is going to win this tournament, and I knew I was going to play him. I got lucky, and nobody else was on him that week. The next week, it was Hadwin and Taylor, and I knew by Monday that's who I was definitely going to play. No one was going to get me off of them, and they came in super chalky. I didn't give a shit. And then, last week, Tony Finau, the second highest owned guy coming into smooth 30%. I didn't give a shit. I knew he was going to win. If I know somebody's going to win, it doesn't matter what their ownership is. I got to get him, and I got to get leverage on him. And this week, since before the pricing even came out, when I was still in Vegas, just taking money off of dudes at the golf course, I knew I was playing this guy. This guy is a killer off the tee, which I really, really value this week. He is a guy that, whose game has been trending. He is a guy that is ready to a step up and be an elite. He is a guy that is due for his first win. The one guy that I am definitely playing this week is actually a love child of Terrell Hatton, and a little leprechaun that he found, and they had a love child about 20-some-odd years ago, and now that man is a professional golfer. He is the leprechaun himself, the one man we are definitely playing this week. We're playing Cam Young! We're going to play Cam! I don't care that he's the highest owned because he's going to win, and I'm going to play him, and you're going to deal with it. Am I going to play all the chalk? No, I'm not, but I'm going to play his little leprechaun ass, and he's going to win just like Tony did. And, uh, and when he does, I'll have more leverage, so I'll still be fine, brother, and I won't play all the other donkey dick chalk like you're going to, and that's how I'll be different. Who's ready for the drawing? Well, before we do, just know that you need to come check out DGen75.com, the fastest growing community in PGA DFS. I, uh, uh, we have a great community full of positive people, no assholes, no pricks, just fun, and we win a lot. Check out all my winners from last week. We got Jim and Crack, Crack Drafter and JJS and Eric and Yanni and DePeach, DePositive, uh, Jim again, Ricardo, Jay Bonzo, Randers, Seacorn, my whole crew. This is every week. This is just last week, right, which I was in Vegas, and they still won. All right, and I have the best tool of all, PGA DFS, the Rosetta Stone, which I do for round three and round four showdown, and of course, week long, aka kicking the nuts, which I've spent all sweaty day on today, and it's right there. It has everything you need to make the most informed decisions about your lineup, puts all the useful information you need in one place instead of giving you a bunch of numbers to click through and say, figure it out, dumbass. We don't do that. Oh, and you get the best customer service ever. Me and the editor, a two-man show. We value every one of you mother fathers. Speaking of valuing you, we really value you, uh, value you dropping a like and a subscribe and telling a friend because you know YouTube ain't going to share my ass. We've blasted past 3,000. We're on our way to 5,000. Just seems like a good goal by the end of the year. Let's see if we can do it. I appreciate every single one of you. Let's get over to the drawing. The first one is going to be for a ticket with me tonight. You just reach out to me or the editor on Twitter, or if you're already on the, the Discord, reach out to me over there. Editor, give me a winner for tonight for a $20 ticket in the big contest, which I probably need to go. No, I've already reserved them because I knew there'd be winners tonight. So, Mr. Petrini, me and you were making a ticket. And then, editor, I need one for the F counter, please. Give me an F counter. And the other one. Hold on. Let me get some Topa Chico while he does it. Mm -mm 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 -mm. Um... And the other one is Brant. Brant. I had a friend named Brant once. I mean, that makes it sound like he died. I'm just not friends with him anymore. But you seem cool, Brant, so I'm going to let you have a, a pass. There you go, Brant. Send me a one-on-one -on -one challenge and see if uh, you can continue to kick my ass, much like my dude Jay Moreno did, okay? Uh, Jay, don't forget to reach out to me. Congratulations on the win, man. So uh, 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 I'm going to do one more drawing, but I'm going to do it a little bit into the chat. So let me get over here to the chat. If you got any questions, drop them now. Uh, I'm going to get over here. I'm going to answer some questions. I'm out of breath. I'm out of breath. You think you think I just went up a small flight of steps out of breath as I am? 
Uh, all right, here we go. Joanne wants to know, how's going to fade Rory this week go? Well, uh, if no one's going to play Rory, I think I have to give in and play that piece of shit loser. I'm not going to go heavyweight on him, but like, if he's going to be under 20%, I got to play him. I got to play him, okay? Yes, is he a loser? Yes, he is, but I've already said this earlier. I'm just going to play him with Patrick Rogers, and I'm going to hope the fact that they're both losers cancels out, and they win. Much like Hardy and Riley always playing together, losing me money, you put them together, they, they cancel out. That's how it works. I'm pretty sure that's how it works. Uh, editor, this thing's being stupid again. Okay, here we go. Uh, oh, oh, whoa. All right, sorry, we're having a problem. Is it a Hobbit week? Not in this lifetime. You know what? He's actually at 6% dollar bill. He's actually not the worst, man. Uh, he's actually not the worst. Uh, editor, the stupid clicky thing's being stupid again. Uh, I'll spare you a betting question. If I had to pick the sweatiest, greasiest, try-hard guy, who would it be? The, the most try-hard guy in the PGA is without question Billy Horschel. I mean, me and that guy would get in a fight, but at the end, I'd be like, Billy, I respect that you're a try-hard. I wouldn't get along with him, but I, I, would, I, I would like him. Uh, what's a target ownership for a total lineup? I think anything under like 80%, but I always say this to people, decap, is you really want to think about product ownership, right? Like when you start doing total ownership, playing one 30% on guy like Finau last week or one 50% on guy like Rom can be very misleading to the total ownership. Do product ownership. Take all six of your guys and multiply their ownership, right? And then take that number, which will be very small, and multiply it times the total number of entries and, uh, and the contest you want to put it in and you want that number to probably be less than 0.01 and that's a really good number to aim for because then you have a very different lineup if you get that number and it's like three well then you should be expected to do three times which is not good bob are you playing uh p rogers and rory in the same lineup i think we have to nick i think we have to to cancel out the loserness of each one jt winning this week i mean you know uh probably <laughs> i'm not gonna play him but so he'll probably win but i don't know i just feel like he's not that good this year so he'll probably go out there and kill it i just i don't know i i am not losing any sleep over fading uh thomas or hovland like i'm not like they're gonna kill me whatever uh all right how many players in the 8k and up are in your pool um well seeing i'm doing like 300 lineups probably something like 14 14 it'll be it'll be close to half of them when you start fading guys up above 8k c floyd you just start giving up too much win equity so i really like to spread it out up top and get a little bit of all those guys win equity and then really make my stands down low uh all right all right all right all right uh what was the donkey chalk of vegas casinos craps okay i, I got owned by craps i love craps i love playing craps i know everything about craps and i still never win damn it i just i, pre I always press all my hard ways all the time like full parlays like, you know, you, the five turns into 50, and you turn that into 450. I just keep going, trying to break it. Never works. Uh, best play that isn't a bomber. Uh, best play that, you know, let me bring up my old handy-dandy uh, thing over here. Sung J.M. is not a bomber, and he's a good play. Tom Kim going to steal all my money this week? Makes a lot of sense, Corey. Ain't nobody going to play him. I think he'll be single-digit ownership just because of the whole industry pushing the narrative. Only bombers can do well. Okay, that's the same shit we heard last week. How true is that? Thoughts on uh, uh, other uh, young uh, Carson? Other young Car oh, Carson Young? Yeah, I mean, he's actually playing really well. I think he might be the lowest owned guy in the low six Ks. Uh, best guy in the seven K range? Let me go. Let, you know, let me let me look that up real quick. Eh? Uh, you know what? Give me some. Uh, I don't know. Davis Riley. Just because I I, I want to be hurt again. I miss he, he won me so much money I forgot what it's like for him to hurt me. How do you feel about Adam Scott? I mean, he's a little higher owned than everybody else in the seven Ks, but outside of that, I love Adam Scott at long hard courses, man. Favorite pivot? Colin Morikawa. Piece of cake. Uh Patrick Rogers, top five. Uh top five worst players on the PGA. Yes, I agree. I agree. Uh what's the worst donkey chalk you've ever played? Patrick Rogers, wasn't it? 
Uh, probably Cam Young, 27% at uh, the Wells Fargo in 2023. Probably the worst chalk I ever ate. Uh, solid question. All right. Uh, what happened? Uh, what happened with the dog? Oh, dog is hanging out in my backyard right now. If anybody has a home, wants to, wants to take her in. She is a beautiful girl and she is the sweetest thing ever, but she is too damn big for my house. So if you want a dog, I will, I will work out the transportation and get her to you. You just, you just let me know, but you got to promise me a loving home. Cause she's a sweet girl. Uh, how many of you, uh, how many people of the 95 players below 8K are in your player pool? Yep, about 10 to 20. That's exactly right, because I'll probably be at about 30 guys total. And most of, uh, yeah, probably 15. I'd say 15, probably about half above 8K, half below 8K, William. AKA Bill. What's your crap strategy? Oh, that's simple. Lose. No, I really just do pass lines and hard ways. Sometimes play the six or eight if it's, uh, you know, if I'm filling somebody, I like the way they throw. I think when you throw the dice, you got to throw them like you love them. So I see somebody like fucking chunking them at the uh, wall. I'm like, nah, I ain't betting on you, man. You got to throw the dice like you love them. What's up, you sweaty tryhard? What's up, Eric? All right. Uh, can Batia make a cut on a tough course? Yeah, you know, last week. What was the morning score last? I guess it did kind of turn into a birdie fest, but uh, I, I can think of other places I want to go. Hey, thanks, Billy. Happy anniversary to me. I agree. Uh, favorite 10K play? Uh, Tony Fino. Tony Fino. Uh, Nick, thank you for the super chat. The editor has not eaten in a full week, so he really needed you. I'm sure after Vegas, you're starving. The editor, have a treat, buddy. There you go. The editor, I'm going to let him out of his cage. He's going to have a big meal tonight. He's very excited. Uh, Tyler Zer, Tom Kim, uh, Tyler, aren't me and you making like a $200 single entry tonight? Don't give away our picks. Don't give away our picks. Uh, Monster Craps Run in Vegas? No, there's a couple people who warmed it up. Like that one guy got, I had like 1,500 out there across the table. And like, I was, cause I was just pressing like an asshole. And he, he was, he was probably about roll 25 and I just kept pressing everything. And, uh, right when I was just like, all right, I'm going to collect the next 10. Cause I was just going to clean up seven out, seven out. So that's what happens. I never noted for my great craps timing. Never not good at my craps timing. Uh, 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 uh time. I think so, man. Nobody wants to play him. I'll play Sahith. I think the guy's, I think the guy's a bowler, a bowler. Congrats on the anniversary. Most enjoyable part of the rise of the content world. Most enjoyable part of your rise in the content world. All the cool people I've met. I, uh, you know, I'm not like other content creators. You reach out to me like I'm just a normal dude. I live in fucking Oklahoma City. I'm a normal dude. I was a high school teacher, and uh, I don't blow anybody off. I don't think to myself like I'm like a celebrity and I'm like a star, and I don't have like time to talk to you. Like that's not me. So like I've just enjoyed meeting all these new people. Uh, probably made some lifelong friends, and that's been very enjoyable. Uh, and you know, they're just all part of my community. I enjoy having them around. It's, it's cool to have that. Cause for so long I would get so excited. I'd be like, Hey mom, look at my DraftKings lineup I hit today. She'd be like, cool. And so it's nice to have people that actually know what, how awesome that is, right? To share that with and them to show me theirs. It gets exciting. I love that. Who's your favorite? Uh, great question, by the way, Brandon, that alone, that alone, you know, Brandon, you reach out to me tonight. I'll make it, I'll make it. We'll do a ticket together on me if you want to, uh, who's your favorite in the seven, in the low seven K range, uh, Kurt Kitayama. Your favorite 8K player this week, uh, that's easy. His name is Cam Young. Uh, moving on, Rory and Cantley this week. Uh, I was going to fade them both, but they're not coming in as shocky as I thought, so I don't know where I feel now. I almost feel like after I did my final ownership, I have to rethink my strategy there, Brett. Excuse me, James. Uh, Thomas, James Moran. Uh, what's your better contrarian build? Two 10Ks or no 10Ks? Oh, two 10Ks, no one's going to have that build. That will be as people want to get into that eight, nine K range. If you start with two 10K guys, Jordan, you're going to be super different than everybody else. Super different. Rory or a total fade? I here, Here's what I think you do, Bill. I think you play Rory at 30% plus or you don't play him at all. That's where I would be. Favorite 6K golfer? Eric Cole. Eric Cole. Can we trust the Hobbit? Uh, 
Well, um, you know, you you can you can you can trust him to you know kill your dreams. Your dreams are going to come up a little short playing him because he's not tall. Um, all right, Spieth winning this week. Uh, yeah, honestly, maybe, maybe. I, I'm pretty. The fact that he's fifteen percent, he wasn't even on my radar till I did my final ownership. I'm like, well, shit. I guess I got to play Spieth now. Damn it. Uh, Sam Burns this week. You know, I was thinking Sam Burns was going to be my tricky 8% on guy, but, like, he's legit getting some ownership. Like, I think he's going to be, like, 16%, which is crazy for Sam Burns. He's actually playing really good, so I still might eat it. But I just – I thought he was going to be, like, the easy, ooh, here's my 8% pivot guy. Uh, Cordell, don't recognize the name. Welcome to the party, brother. Three entry max play for 12 players fine using a core of three. Yeah, I think so. I like to be closer to 10 because, I, you know, I also want some of those other guys that are in the lineups to be in two of the three. You know what I'm saying, Cordell? Uh, how do you feel about Mr. Winner Sam Burns this week? I'm in. I mean, you don't have to convince me. I like some Sammy Burns. I'm, I'm, I'm always on Team Sammy Burns. We totally fading Rory, right? I, I can't. I can't. I can't commit to that, Eric. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I can't do that. Uh, favorite 9K pivot and up. Uh, the best pivot up here to me, without question, is Max Oma. Max Oma in a long, hard course, and nobody wants to play him at 11%. Polly, tell him. Let me get the fuck out of here. All right, best uh, low-key pivot. Uh, uh, low-key pivot? Uh, Sahith Tagala. I think that's pretty low-key. Uh, or are you talking about the, the bad guy from the Marvel movies? I don't know. I don't know what that means. Uh, hit the play button. Well, I don't know what I... What did I... Hit the play. I don't know what that means, Brian, but I'm going to smile and nod. Okay. Uh, Hannah, thank you for the super chat. Very cool of you. Happy one year. I appreciate it. Feel like I've known you for 10 years, sister. Uh, let's see here. Moving on. Moving on. Uh, who's going to withdraw after lock? Uh, whoever I play the most of. So probably Cam Young. Uh, that'd be so funny. <laughs> That's how my streak ends. Favorite, favorite uh, sub 5% own guy. Well, I'm going to have to get down here. Guy that's going to be under 5% that I really want to play is going to be a guy that goes by the name of... Uh, I don't know. who. God, I don't like any of these guys. <laughs> I don't want to give away my real plays. I, Ricardo, I'll just tell you later in DMs. I, I don't want to for the for the video. I'll say Pearson Cootie, but you know that's not the truth. Uh, all right, uh, it's the final countdown. Bow, bow, bow. That is, is uh, I'm I'm ready for some golf tomorrow, man. It felt weird not being able to watch it all weekend, um, and I'm ready to just be back to being a sweaty tryhard. Putnam or Dumpy Bo is the last guy in my lineup. Uh, well, I would say that Putnam is probably going to be lower owned. Uh, probably has a bigger upside. Dumpy Bo is going to be higher owned and offers a higher floor. So whatever you works with the rest of your lineup. Is Carson Young a good play? Um, I, I I think he's pretty good. I think he's pretty good. Give me both the C Youngs. Victor the Victor. Not in this lifetime, Zach. Uh, 200 lineups. What's your max player pool? 32. 32 is the most. I just I hate to get more than that, man. Just make you know you know stick with your ugly dudes down there. If you if you love you some Harry Hall, you go play some Harry Hall. Ben, how does uh, JT look to keep uh, sucking before people talking themselves into him? Why is it only two bad weeks before people have given up on Homa? Ben, I'm with you on both of these. Uh, I, I don't get why people keep going back to JT. I don't think he's himself this year, and I think Max Homa just in a little bit of a rut, and I'm not afraid to go back, especially at a long, hard course. A lot of Cam Young or uh, Carson Young questions. Uh, 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 I got that email. I mean, the only reason is the 22. I won that ticket for. Hey, yeah, Nuggets. Nuggets going to win a million bucks. The, the, at the rate he's on recently, he'll win the million bucks this weekend. Uh, who do you think is where? Do you think this is the week where a lot of chalk misses the cut? And if the, what salary range do you feel the most under owned? No one's going to be playing people in the lower 7Ks. Once you get below Gary Woodland, it just everything falls off a cliff. 7,500 and below, there is no ownership anywhere. Adam Scott, maybe at 7 or 8%. That's about it, bro. That's about it. Does this, feel, does this uh, field seem tailored to uh, studs and duds? I think so. I think there's really good players in the 6Ks. But what I'll tell you, most people are going to do is they're going to start in the 9Ks, 
And they're going to get two, three of those guys, and they're going to get one or two 8K guys, and they're going to finish with, you know, like a Gary Woodland type guy, right? That's going to be the most popular build. So if you want to be different, I love studs and does this week. Who are you fading this week? Hovland. He a loser. Hey, Cody, you mother father. Let's go win some more money. Uh, are you going to be balanced? Uh, stars and scrubs. Definitely uh, stars and scrubs for me. Best play in the 6K range? Uh, Eric Cole. Uh, thoughts on Buckley? I think I like Buckley. I, Buckley's really good off the tee, and I really value that, uh, Mr. Complex Kid. He was just right here. Buckley, uh, yeah, I, I love his game off the tee. He's good at difficult par fours. He plays, his approach has been solid. He's, I mean, he's not a good Bermuda putter, but, you know, you don't play Hayden Buckley for the putter, am I right? Three max player pool size, 10. How many players uh, in your pool for a $12 single entry? <laughs> Is this a, you messing with me? How many players in your pool for a $12 single entry? I'm going to go with six. I feel like six is a good number for a single entry. Uh, thoughts on Akshay this week? Uh, I'm out. I mean, I, I could see it, but I think he'll kill it round one and then he'll fade. Okay. Icarus. He just flew too close to the sun. Fading Finau? Uh, not a chance. Not a chance. Uh, he's too good to fade. He's playing too well. Ricky one and done. Oh, that's a really good one and done pick. I'm not a big one and done guy, but it makes sense. Hey, big guy. Marvin Mims is a Denver Bronco. I love it. Well, uh, I hope you guys throw him the ball more than we did. Focus on lag putting and not on around the green. That's where I'm at, Mike Brown. Uh, I just, I, I just, the, the stats I saw that around the green just didn't factor in enough to warrant it being in there, right? I want guys who are going to be greens and regulations machines. Degen rocks. I think you're talking about yourself, but I appreciate that, brother. 40 players, uh, pool, two diluted for 100 lineups. Yeah, I, I don't like 40, Carl. I, I feel like you need to cut the fat, get that down to at least 32. I'd like you to see it closer to 30, Bab. Uh, all right, play more balanced stars and scrub. Getting a lot of the same questions. Like a lot of you guys suck at asking questions. You just copy other people's. Who wins the tournament? Easy. The Leprechaun. Okay, moving on. Uh, 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 uh. Love the show, Bob. I've put Rick Rungood on the back burner. I, I mean, nothing wrong with Rick. You can watch more than uh, one show. Rick does a good job. Uh, but I do appreciate that, Aaron. Uh, was Crabs in Vegas uh, uh, winning or losing venture? Uh, it was a big losing venture. But I had fun, and that's all that matters. Uh, how many players in the pool for a 10 max? Oh, man, same damn questions over and over. Best pick under 7K? Uh, Eric Cole. I mean, how many times have I answered the same question? Have we just got copy and paste going on here? All right, P. Lou. Uh, how much do you factor in top 20 percentage? Uh, to uh, 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 And you try to get percentage in your win equity. So for win equity, I always try to get 10 to 12% on a typical week. And for top 20, I'm really looking to try to get four guys who really have some real equity, right? Like, you know, 20, 25% or more, right? Because that's what you're going to need. Um, and so that, that, that's kind of what I look at. That's kind of what I go off. What did the editor do while you were in Vegas? Uh, hopefully the same thing I did while I was in Vegas, blowing hookers, right? Isn't that the only thing to do while I'm gone? Uh, what percentage of weeks do you make money on DFS? Uh, I've been tracking it. I think so far this year, I'm, I've had three winning weeks, three break even weeks and 10 losing weeks or something like that. So however you want to count that percentage, I would say roughly about 25% of the time I have winning weeks. Uh, uh, kicking the nuts, it's even lower. That's what Showdown constantly saving my bacon. Uh, what's the optimal amount of players in your player pool for 20 lineups? Um, uh, 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 probably 15. Uh, 15, I think, is a good number. Uh, enjoy the show, mother father. Uh, thank you. Uh, let's see. Cam Davis for all the marbles. Hey, Jeffrey, look at me. Shut your mouth. Can't have people knowing about him. Shut your fucking mouth. All right, let's see. Uh, Xander will be the lowest owned of all the top players. That is a certainty, uh, Jeff. I don't know if it's a certainty, but it's a likely uh, thing that will happen. Is there one chalk play you're willing to eat the chalk? Yeah, that guy right there. That guy right there. Okay, the love child of Terrell Hatton and a little leprechaun lady. A lucky, lucky leprechaun lady many moons ago. Uh, which Korean is a better play, Cage Lee or Ben Ann? I, I'll take Cage Lee. I know Ben Ann's been playing better, but like Cage Lee is just a better player than Ben Ann. Facts. 
Day or Ricky? Oh, you know what? I think Ricky. Just I'll take the discounted ownership. Uh, all right. I see you've recorded your Donkey Chuck Yellow soundbite to save your voice. Heads up. Play the DJ in there. Uh, I mean, you know, I, I, I'm thinking long term, right? We made it a full year. I can't lose the voice after a year. Uh, Wednesday night, packing up for a bachelor party, watching DJ. How's it getting any better? Uh, probably the bachelor party, I bet. <laughs> That'll probably be better. Uh, saying your voice is Donkey Chuck. Uh, saving your okay. You got you guys have been late to the show. Welcome back, guys. Did yeah? You guys are not sweaty tryhards if you took off the last two weeks. No Spencer Levine sponsor invite. Criminal Bob. Guess uh, they hate selling tickets. Dude, people love the Spencer Levine guy. I guess he was big before I really got into golf because I only vaguely remember his ass. Uh, you gotta remember, I didn't start. I literally couldn't name. It. I didn't know who Jordan Spieth was until 2016. That is a fact. Uh, which two would you pick in Rain? I don't know, man. I, I'm sorry, I don't know anything about Rainmakers, and I don't want to mess. I don't want to mess with you. Um, I think my dude Michael Cavalunas is doing some Rainmaker stuff. Who's the grossest guy in your player pool? Uh, that that's a good question. Seeing I haven't officially made my player pool, I'll probably put somebody in there. Patrick Rogers, that's the grossest one. I'm gonna put him in there just so I can remind myself how much I hate him. I mean, if I'm gonna put Rory in there, I gotta put Patrick Rogers in there, right? I left with no choice and just help those losers cancel the fuck out. All right, uh, let's see. Uh, 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 would you Woodland and Cash? Yeah, I don't like Woodland and Cash. If I'm gonna go Cash and I need somebody in that range, I'd rather go Keegan Mitchell or Connors above him. If you can, if you have the salary to fit him, I would go more them. Uh, Young is a smash play for me. Uh, yeah, I mean, he makes sense. He is a little underpriced. He should probably be more like 6,600. Thoughts on the MJ Defue? I actually, Jeffrey, I like MJ Defue at long, hard courses, my brother. I think he's not a bad play. Did the chat just break? Never seen it slow down this much midstream. They're just here. They're just trying to get in for the questions uh, uh, to win the drawing because they're low-character fuckers. Uh, all right, Carl, is it because I'm here? Same thing happens at the store line I pick up. I'm actually glad because it takes forever to get through this chat. Uh, 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 what else do we got here? We're going to have to come up with a new system. Uh, is Chris, is it a Chris Kirk week? I don't like Chris Kirk at long, hard courses. Although he's really good at long, hard courses. So maybe I need to shut my mouth. Maybe it is a Chris Kirk week. Plus in my new golf swing, I swear to God, I imitated after Chris Kirk. When he swings, does he not just look like a big old limp noodle? Right? And, I, like, and then he just smashed the shit out of the balls. Like he didn't even swing. And a seven iron just went 195 yards. So every time I try to swing, I always say to myself, be like Chris Kirk. I mean, with the swing, not, not in the lifestyle. Uh, you always play Gim at long, hard courses. I mean, that's what, that's what Kid Cuddy told me at the live final a couple of years ago. I got to tell you, I don't think I'm playing him this week, but a very smart man once said that. Uh, who are some guys that looked good in the model but were, uh, you were surprised by? Uh, let's see. Somebody... I was really surprised uh, 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 Davis Riley. Davis Riley's looked really bad in the model for a long time, and he's not even getting all those stats from his win at the Zurich, right? Uh, all right, moving on, moving on, skipping shit, skipping shit, skipping shit. Seamus Power. Seamus Power actually is really good at long, hard courses. He has not been playing that well. I think you got to be open to it. Uh, Vitaly, I haven't seen you in a minute. Connor's played well at long course in San Antonio. Capable here. I love his off the tee game, I'll tell you that. Um, I don't think I want to play him, Keegan, and Woodland, but I might be able to play one of them. Uh, okay. Uh, can you consider the make cut on the solver? Uh, can uh, you consider make cut percentage on the solver? I mean, maybe for a cash lineup or a single entry a little bit, but typically my lineups are so wonky and out there. I'm trying to be different that in big scale GPPs, I don't really give a shit what the make cut percentages. That's the answer, Bob. That's the answer right there. Favorite showdown play tomorrow? Uh, somebody I'm fading, so probably uh, uh, Cantley. 
Uh, three weeks in a row, Wyndham Clark. Hello, what could go wrong? I mean, your name is Trap Man. Let me just go ahead and tell you, he's a trap man. Uh, all right, last question. Joel Dahman looks great in my model. Thoughts? Well, Joel Dahman's a ball striking SOB, so if you put ball striking SOB in your model, of course it's going to spit out Joel Dahman. Hey, guys, I think that is it. I thank you for being here. Don't forget to reach out to me if you want a ticket. Don't forget to come to check out my website. And, of course, don't forget to be back for Friday and Saturday night, round three and round four, showdown, hoedown. I hope you've enjoyed the show. I hope to see you again Friday. But in the meantime, I hope you enjoy this outro.